This is DJ and PK, Utah's highest rated sports radio morning show for over 20 years. Ridiculously good. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai. Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. DJ PK, join Hans and Scotty Friday at Spot and Orem, located at 295 East University Parkway. Stop in and say hi. They'll be broadcasting live from noon to 3 p.m. And you can say hi to Scotty G right now. Hi, Scotty G. Hey, how are you? Excellent. How are you? I never better. Awesome. <laughs> you have a Friday game coming up. You're going to have a Saturday off. That's a rarity for you in this six-month stretch. What are you going to do with all this free time? What are you going to do with yourself? sauce. He had last Saturday off. More yeah, sauce? Back, back-to-back Saturdays. Yeah, with the bye last week. Yeah, we'll take it. Absolutely. Get reacquainted with the family. I don't know if they're too overly thrilled with that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it would be great. Can't complain at all. Well, in in about three weeks on a Friday, you'll be able to get reacquainted with the family for the next six months, so it's no big deal. <laughs> I love it. A little storm cloud coming through as always. Look. <laughs> and I listen to you at JJ and Alex. And, uh, do you think the Bulls with Jordan had any chance to beat Air Force? Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I uh, After going to the pit and getting a win, I'm like, wow, maybe maybe they are a problem. I don't know, man. This, conf- this conference is so jacked up. It's, it's just, I don't know if it means it's a really good conference or if it's just uh, a conference with a bunch of teams that are pretty good that can lose anybody or beat anybody. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's a weird year, man. It's just been kind of fun to sit back and watch everybody just kind of cannibalize themselves. You think the conference is it's a weird? I mean, after listening to you, I thought you were getting paid by the Mountain West. Well, I get paid by the game, so <laughs> as uh, so if I can string together as many games as possible, that's 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 my number one concern. So, uh, but no, I mean, I look. I think it's a great. I mean, I think it's a really good conference with really good players. And for the most part, teams that just don't lose at home. Now, I know I just talked about the Air Force going to the pit and getting a win, but uh, it's really hard to win on the road in this conference. And and more often than not, you've got some, you know, you got some really good players. New Mexico's got some really good players. UNLV, you know, you go down the list. There's some individual players that are really good in this conference. Now, look, you know, like I'll just take what you're going to say, PK, and just and just get it out of the way right now. I could see all these teams not having tremendous amount of success in March. I know San Diego State did their run, but other than that, usually Mountain West Conference teams are one and done in the conference or in the NCAA tournament. And if that happens again this year, then that's a that's another black eye for the Mountain West. So are the Aggies at twenty three and five a really good team, or is this being done with mirrors, chewing gum? I mean, we all know the cliches: hairspray, rubber bands holding this thing together. It's all duct taped well, together. I mean, with miracle victories along the way. Well, yeah, I mean, look, they, they should have lost to UNLV. They had that uh, miraculous five-point play that got them a win in UNLV. They got the uh, the tip out on the missed free throw against Boise State that they were able to get a layup in as time expired to send that game into overtime. And then, of course, you got Darius Brown who banked in a three 
uh, on the road against Fresno, a game that they should have lost. I mean, even Danny Sprinkle said after, in the post game, he's like, yeah, you know what? We should have lost that game. They they played better. They probably deserved that game more than we did. And he's right. I, I mean, it's just, you know, there's those weird years where things just kind of go your way, and Utah State's in the middle of that kind of season right now. And, and look, I don't know how it's going to end. I do know that, look, great Osibor is an elite big man in college basketball. He can finish with the right, can finish with the left hand. I mean, there's a lot of great things he can do. But Utah State still is a 31, 32% three-point shooting team. I mean, they don't shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, but, you know, when it gets down in crunch time, they're making plays. So I think a lot of us, even the coaching staff, is looking at the team going, I'm not exactly sure how they're doing this. But they're doing it because you look at the, uh, you know, you look at the individual parts on this team, and there's there's some issues. They turn the ball over too much. They're not a good free throw shooting team at times. Um, you know, they're 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 a dismal three point shooting team, but yet they're winning games. So yeah, I can't seem to figure it out. Coaching staff can't seem to figure it out, but it's been a hell of a run. I think I can figure it out, though. You got Osibor, who's a junior. You got Martinez, who's a senior. You got Brown, who's a senior. And I realize they were all together new and all that stuff, but they're coming from varied backgrounds where they played a fair amount. And they're good players, obviously. They're very good players. I have no problem saying that. And then you augment them with uh, some younger guys, uh, False F. I mean, chronologically, he'd be a little older. I think he served a mission, right? Mm -hmm. And he had the red shirt. So uh, I realize he's just a freshman, but, you know, chronologically he is. And to me, there's a fair amount of experience. It was new in the beginning, which is why they were picked ninth, which, you know, seems ridiculous now, obviously. But when you look at guys, they had a fair amount of playing time and certainly have been in programs that helped them get to this point. To me, I think that's the number one reason is they got good players who've been around the block. Yeah, and I mean, you're right. You look at the D1 experience, and they're right up there, I think, top 35 in the country in players. And you got a point guard in Darius Brown who's four years older than Keontae George. So, yeah, yeah I mean, look, yeah. there's the, the, the experience factor is real. But Darius Brown wasn't doing this at Montana State. Um Great Osborne didn't start last year for Montana State. like, And so, yeah, they've got experience, but they weren't doing what they were doing last year. Yeah, but neither, neither was Jimmer Fredette early in his career. Yeah, I know, but these guys are seniors. I mean, Right, he, and by the time I mean, Jimmer was a senior, look what he did. Now, that's an extreme example. I'm just saying there, there's something to be said for – progressing along a timeline. These guys are doing it at different schools, and a guy like Martinez has bounced around uh, to multiple pl- three places, right? But the, the natural progression is if you stick it out, you should be better. These guys yeah. have not stuck it out at their individual schools and with the Montana guys, state guys, just because obviously the, the coach and they followed them and all that. Uh, but it's, it's not – it's a surprise that they're this good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not that – but I've seen so many guys over the years. BYU and Dave Rose would do that very well. By the time guys got to their third and fourth years, they were really good. Keeney Young, who didn't do jack early, ends up being Mountain West Player of the Year by the time he's a senior, uh, to take it at an high example. So I can see where these guys have gotten better over the course of their year to year to year to year type thing. 
So in the course of this conversation, you just went from Utah State being a first-round bounce to now being a Final Four team. So that's, that's – oh, No, that's, I would say Final Two. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At this level in the Mountain West – yeah, no, I better than we anticipated no, I, by far. Osibor way better than we anticipated. But you look at that body, you look at that size, and you look at that experience. Okay, it's not out of the realm. No, no, it's not out of the realm. I just I don't think that anybody could have. Now, obviously, nobody in their right mind could have projected this. But I don't right, know if anybody right. even projected this team would be. Uh, playing on Thursday in the Mountain West Conference tournament and not having to play a first-round game. Um, oh yeah, in October, I'm to- I totally see it. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Everything was brand new. We, no one had any idea how it would come. Now Sprinkle yeah. is the runaway coach of the year and maybe national coach of the year, and, yeah. and he's going to do and well in the Big Twelve next year. Uh, I'd say more. Uh, I'd say more Big Ten. Where's Washington <laughs> going to be next year? Yeah, Big, Big Ten. Ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we, before we worry about next year, with five teams separated by one game, can you handicap the conference tournament that is almost upon us? No, no, not at all. Be, and, and because you have teams that any – all right, so let's just go down the list. You got Utah State certainly can win the tournament. You got Boise State who could certainly win the tournament. You got San Diego State obviously can win the tournament. Um, and then Adam? you go down to Colorado State who can – easily win this tournament nevada can win this tournament unlv with the stupid rebels chant that you'll hear over and over they can win the yeah, tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i mean this 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 is from top to bottom and i you know look pk you covered that conference yeah. you know back in the day i don't know if there's been a year i know certainly in my seven years of calling games in this in this turn or in this conference i've never seen it where you've got Right. legitimately seven yeah. teams that can win the conference tournament. Now, look, Colorado State a week and a half ago was a top 25 team. They were nationally ranked. They're, there's a good chance they're playing on Wednesday to start the tournament. Yeah, They don't get a first-round bye. I mean, that's, that's, that's absurd that they're in that situation, but that's just where this conference is. And, and, and frankly, it's been a selling point for Danny Sprinkle and this team being like, hey, look, yeah, you're number one right now. You know, if the season ended, you'd be regular season champs. You'd be the one seed. But guess what? We, uh, if you stumble, which they almost, which they should have done against Fresno, if they stumble at San Jose or if they lose to Air Force, then guess what? It can all come crashing down immediately uh, in, because everybody's just bunched up there near the top. It's, it, it's been a rallying cry for these guys. And uh, it didn't keep them focused the other night against Fresno, but you certainly hope it will be the case against uh, Air Force and, uh, and San Jose. Uh, yeah, I think at worst they only lose one more game, but I think they'll win out. But the great thing about it for them, they don't have to go to Vegas and do anything. They'll be fine. They'll get a decent seed in the NCAA tournament. They've already proven. And as far as your conference goes, yeah, I'm not sure there's a superpower at the top like we had with Utah, uh, uh, but uh, for, for in, in the Mountain West and, and in back going back to the WAC, uh, or maybe uh, San Jose State or BYU, but the depth of the conference is outstanding. It's yeah, and it and it doesn't and it doesn't need to politic. You know, we were talking about this the other day. The the BYU media for the last thirteen years, the West Coast Conference really isn't that bad. It doesn't suck as bad as you think, right? Well, now no one's saying that at BYU. They've got they don't they don't read the, that storyline is out the out the door. 
to me, nobody needs to sell the Mountain West on how good it is this year. It speaks for itself. Yeah, and it's been it's been fun to watch. Now, again, back to our previous point, they've got to back that up with wins in the NCAA tournament. Well, you know, whether it's Utah State or you know San Diego State certainly did their part last year, but you know they get five teams in the tournament last year, and everybody's one and done. They get four teams in the year before. Everybody's one and done right, again, right. outside of what San Jose State did, which was or San Diego State did, which was awesome. But again, they've got to make a they've got to be, make a bigger mark. There's there's just no doubt they've got to be better in that regard. And in I terms think of they have games. at least two or three teams that'll be in the round of 32. I would certainly hope that's the case. And again, I get paid by the game, so that'd be nice. If, uh, <laughs> so you're in favor of a deep NIT run, which isn't going to happen. The team's no, overachieved. No, 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 no. They're not going in. I know. <laughs> the team's overachieved. Those three games Scotty listed for us earlier, the difference between 11-4 and four and 8-7, and seven, they could be right there with CSU. There but you since, go. But yep. since you say that, Scotty, and because Aggie fans, I mean, you know the history as well as anyone, one turning win in 50 years. What does this team have that maybe other teams didn't have that could lead to an NCAA tournament win? Or is it this is a lot of fun and you get to the NCAA tournament and then it's one and done again, which makes Aggie fans shudder? Well, I do think what what this team has that you don't – like last year's team, and I told you, you know, I came on the air before they played Missouri, and I said, look, if they're not shooting threes, they're done. And I think they started out that game like – one of 12 from three and Missouri beats them up and wins by double digits because I mean that what we're seeing at BYU, uh, I love schematically what they're doing, but again, if they're not shooting their threes, they could be them. They, you know, they can get themselves in trouble really quickly as we saw like against Kansas state. Um, and, and that's how Utah state was built last year uh, more so than BYU. I think BYU has got more options to kind of adjust throughout a game. If, uh, if they're not hitting their threes, Utah state was just, strictly live or die by the three when you've got an elite big man who has a back to the basket game like great Osibor, uh and you don't necessarily have to be hitting outside shots I think that you've got a chance especially when you get up against an NCAA tournament team that uh, doesn't necessarily know you or has scouted you well and you know may not know how to bring a double team against him because right now Osibor is the kind of guy if you get him one-on-one in the post and he has good position he will finish and you're going to look silly because he can. You've got so many moves um, down low that that he's just difficult to beat. So that's an element. If you took Great Osibor and put him on last year's Utah State team, uh, you'd have yourself a an elite team. Uh, if you took any of Utah State three point shooters and put them on this year's team, if you know Stephen Ashworth sticks around, Utah State's a really dangerous team at this point. But I do like the ability. I do like the fact. That they've got an opportunity with a guy, with a guy in particular, and then other guys that can help out, that can get you high percentage shots from two, and that should be able to keep you in a lot of games against some high-level teams. Yeah, there's no worry there. They they've got three really good guards. Uh, Brown is a clutch player, and then you got Falsef who's shooting 56 percent, and you got Martinez who's shooting 48 percent. Now the latter two. Uh, Brown and or Brown and Falsef. Falsef not the great three point shooter, but he can run an offense fairly well. He's got a nice physical presence to him. Martinez can score. He could score when he was at Utah ten years ago. 
and uh, you you saw him. Okay, this kid's a player, and then you know they leave and all that stuff. And Brown is Brown's a big time player. He can, he has no fear. He can make shots. It's fun to watch him play. That three that he banked in. Yeah, the idiot uh, Fresno guy decides to jump for some reason, and then he jumps to his left and uh, to Brown's left and not his right, and he makes that shot. This this guy is. A clutch player. I don't think there's any question about that. I'm not talking about them running to the Elite Eight or any of that stuff. I'm talking about them winning a game in the NCAA tournament. At this point, I would, unless they got some crappy, crappy seed or somebody, Jerry McNamara for Syracuse goes over, goes for 45 like he did against BYU in that first round several years back. I expect them to be in the round of 32 because they have the nucleus and the ingredients to succeed in any tournament that they're in. There you go, folks. I like it. Let's go. Yeah. I just want I want a BYU Utah State second round game in Salt Lake. That's not that's not too much to ask for, is it? Uh, it would be. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, we love storylines and right across the street. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Selection selection committee loves their storylines. Family on three. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're uh, really slotted for that, though. They're going to have to get deeper before they – because aren't they both going to be in that, like, 5, 6, 7 range right now? Don't you think that's where you, where they're headed? Yeah, yeah, I know. 5 through Look, 8. I, we'll say that. 5 through 8. Yeah, yeah. Unless so, they both know, slip well, up and end up in an 8-9 game. But they both I, have I to lose. Yeah, I don't I, – I think, I think Utah State certainly is – in a situation where I, I agree with PK, I think they're in, but you know, if they drop a game, one of these next two games against, you know, a quad three or a quad four team, and they're a quick exit from the Mountain West tournament, they could certainly slip down into that eight, nine, 10 range pretty quickly. If, uh, if, yeah, but if that's not going to happen. They're going to lose the, those, these teams suck. Fresno. Oh Why do you, they, you do this? Well, they do. They do. They do. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> They should have lost to Fresno, who's the worst of the three teams they're going to play. Yeah, but where this, was that game? In Fresno. Right. And where are and these games? Go home, and then you play at San Jose, which oh. is going to be the same situation where you got no. 30 people there. You got no <laughs> You had 3,000 in Fresno. You did not. There was not 3,000 people in Fresno. I counted them. <laughs> Twice. Uh, I, I, I could sit from where I was at, and I counted. I barely got to, like, 400 at tip-off. Were you hearing like individual conversations when you went to commercial oh, yeah, break? Yeah, that... and there's really not, there's nothing more uncomfortable than when a guy walks up to the scores table and you're like, "Well, you know, my Mason Falslev has uh, started the game one of seven from the field." And Mason looks <laughs> up like, "And I can hear you." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Sorry about that." But you know. I was really hoping Fresno won because we'd finally have a court storming in which there'd be no controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but a week or two ago, there was some team that won, and like one guy, yeah, one yeah, guy yeah. walked on the court. That was awesome. I think, was it in Mississippi kind of, Valley? Kind of wandered out there, looked around, walked back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fun. Before you go, who's going to take the first snap at quarterback in the game one for the Aggies? Uh, the kid from Iowa. Uh, that, oh, you know, dumping you know, on the pig farmer. Uh, pig farmer is going to be third. I still can't figure out why. I mean, it's depth, and I understand. But if if uh, Barnes thinks he's going to go up there and be the starter on week one, I think he's highly mistaken right now. 
uh, you got Cooper Lagaz already put together in a fairly impressive body of work. And then the kid from Iowa, I think, is far and away probably one of the more talented players they've had there in quite some time. So, yeah, I, I think Barnes has a real high, um, you know, he, he's got a lot of work to do to try to break into that rotation. Great. What am I going to do with my pig farmer shirt? I know. Like, the jokes write themselves. You go to Utah State as a pig farmer? I mean, come on. I get it. I understand it. But uh, uh, I just uh, I just don't see it's going to ha- I don't see it happening. Scotty G, we appreciate it. Enjoy your back-to-back Saturdays off, and uh, we will talk to you again around NCAA tournament time. How about that? Maybe even in Vegas, just to, just to mess with you. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Thanks, Scotty G. We appreciate it. We'll see you. DJ PK and Scott Gerard, you're hearing from noon to three right here on The Zone. DJ PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Coming up, we have a question. Oh, PK, can you see the future? How much can you change things? Yeah, mine looks bleak. <laughs> Why does yours look bleak? <laughs> Why is your future bleak? Oh, no, is... I just know what my mother always told me. No, okay. <laughs> can the same be said about downtown? We'll get to that next. DJ PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. 20 years and still going strong. Utah's number one sports radio show for over two decades. You're listening to DJ and PK on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Nominate the youth sports volunteer that you know for the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nomination at kslsports.com forward slash contest and then listen every Thursday afternoon to JJ and Alex for the winner. Help us celebrate the efforts of those volunteers making an impact with the Hercules Hero of the Week. And it's sponsored by Hercules Credit Union. DJ and PK... Ryan Smith had a tweet. Downtown Salt Lake City is the heart of Utah. Our efforts are not about an arena. It's about revitalizing a downtown that desperately needs investment. Imagine a downtown experience like this with the NBA and NHL at its core. Sweet. What do you think of that? Who's going to pay for it? Who's going to pay for it? People are all over the map on this one. Uh, Brooks is all on board. Do it. Brooksy? Brooks, do it! Exclamation point. No, no long uh, rambling from him. Get her done. That's all he says. Kyle, no thanks. Unless paid for by owners and investors. Even if it's money generated by raising taxes on hotels, cars, rentals, etc., why not raise those fees, taxes to fix other problems in the state? Education. Get PK's wife a raise. Or lower state gas taxes, 17th highest in the United States. Those are just two examples. Raising those taxes that would impact tourists would be better suited to fix other problems than helping the business ventures of billionaires. 
Yeah, I mean that's I I get that that we're we're talking Joe Blow average citizen here, uh, who's some some are struggling, but I like I I like to use the word grinding. You know, you no, got, well I think both those things are probably true. You got a job struggling probably. Got, you know, some, no people, some people are. And there yeah. are other people, they're not struggling, but it's a grind. And they're maybe yeah. looking expenses like, I, we're doing okay now, but man, that eight-year-old kid needs to co- go to college in 10 years, and we're not saving for that. How are we going to do that? So maybe they're not in trouble in the moment, but they're looking at retirement or college or who knows what and thinking, okay, how, how are we, we going to pull that off? You know, get a loan like I did, <laughs> and then you don't even have to pay the darn thing back. Even well. better. <laughs> <laughs> To pay every penny of mine, Christian. Every freaking penny. I paid every cent. I love bringing that up because all the guys that I work with, their parents paid for it, and it just bugs them because everybody likes to whine, and you like to get lower than the next guy. And when I bring up that, nobody can get lower than that because everybody around here had their parents pay for it. The race to the bottom is complete. <laughs> so I got him. I got him on something. <laughs> My parents didn't pay for a freaking thing. Uh and so I and I get that, you know, but I, I think uh, Sam Farnsworth at Channel Five had a, had a tweet I saw that, well, if we don't do it, some other city's going to do it, and why not us do it and then benefit from it? Okay, yeah, and that picture, that artist design. Looks super cool. <laughs> it did. I was looking at it, trying to figure out, like, okay, where is that? What's the angle? You know what it reminded me of? If you are on the Strip and you're walking west towards T-Mobile. Okay. You got the MGM uh, other arena that they have there, and then you got all these restaurants and shops and everything, and it's like a huge outdoor thing. I've gone to games there. I've gone to concerts there. And it it really, that's the first thing I looked at. And when you're you're going from the Strip, walking towards I-15. And that's what it looked like. And then at the end there is T-Mobile, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and if you've made that walk, and many of us have, you know what I'm talking about, and it's really cool. So the, NA, so the, the hockey arena is in the process at the state legislature right now. And I think something's supposed to be happening uh, later this week or next week. Baseball stadium has already zoomed through and gone to the governor for signing. So is he talking about also building a new NBA arena, or is he talking about building the NHL near the NBA? Because in this one, it has Utah Jazz on the marquee. And it doesn't look exactly like they're building their plane in now. So would he just build one for the two? Would he have two separate arenas? There are plenty of towns that do have two arenas. (laughs) Build it all. (laughs) Let's, I mean, let's go. Look at you would just wave the arm, just spending a gazillion dollars. Build it all. Yeah. Why not? The one thing we know about Ryan Smith is that. He thinks, he thinks big. Yeah. He thinks big. Right. right. We don't need to debate that. That ought to be pretty clear. And build a course, build a replica of the Masters right next to it. <laughs> so you go to the game, play golf. and Sure. I mean, that guy's mind, who knows what he's got in there, but it's not small. Russell couldn't be less interested in the NHL. Dustin, I love it. I don't like hockey, but I would go to a hockey game if it was in Salt Lake.
Yeah, I mean, that's not the point, whether you like or dislike hockey. It's the thing that I don't get, and I just don't have the mind for it. I mean, I understand the argument. The guy who sold his company for $8.5 billion ought to be able to have enough to build a freaking thing. I Mm -hmm. get that. But it doesn't work that way. It's not like Ryan Smith is asking for something that hasn't been asked for a million times over every other place. And then, so where I'm going with this is what's the economic benefit overall to everybody, to the individual businesses around there? Because we know on game night for the Jazz, all these other businesses benefit, you know, and it's great financially for the community. Uh, so, so that's a that, that's a that's a complicated question. I, I, I don't know the answer. Uh, yeah, I mean, nor I, do I know that it's great radio. So we can deal with it superficially here, and the people who are way into that stuff will say that wasn't enough. Well, you're probably right, but well, but I, I think that one, the businesses do benefit. Two, arenas are now being designed to minimize the impact on the surrounding neighborhood. Why should the guy that business across the street or that business uh, two blocks away get the business? I mean, they, the Jazz, when they remodeled their arena, moved out all the offices, offices you and I used to have to go to and sit in meetings we didn't want to be in. All those offices on the second floor got moved to another building a couple miles away, and they put in huge dining experience, basically for people who sat in the middle third of the lower bowl. Okay. And so they, all those people used to go to restaurants, presumably, and now they're not going to fill in the blank your favorite restaurant downtown. Yeah, but then they upgraded places that brought in food from the community. And so then you can, instead of going is, down Main Street, you can get that restaurant, a portion of it over here. They did do some of that, right. Yeah. There are four, there are some branded places in each corner of the concourse on the third floor. Yeah. The ground level. I mean, I'm not really worried about great radio because if I'm speaking, it's great radio. Oh, there it is. Nice. So we're okay there. <laughs> there it is. So don't worry about that. The, the $900 million, uh for the baseball stadium, which is $30 million over 30 years, which they did change at the last second, I think, where they're getting the money from. I think the hotel taxes are out, and they're doing a special taxing district. I think the, I think the people in the southern end of the state are like, well, why are we paying for a stadium that's four hours away? Forget that. And so I think they redid where they got the money from, and there's a Fair Park district. I don't know what its boundaries are exactly, but I guess the theory is the immediate area will benefit, so the immediate area should So pay. whose ward is it in? Gotcha. <laughs> I, gotta, I don't know. I, I can't identify the wards and stakes <laughs> and help you out on that. All those geographic <laughs> reference points, that probably would spell it out and help a lot of people. <laughs> got to speak their language. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But that's going to take some research by you and I to figure that out. Oh Yach probably has it at his fingertips, can, but Yach isn't here today. Christian's re- here. reward them up or whatever they do. Reward them up? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think, know what it's called. I don't think I've heard that before. Reward them up. Uh, they change boundaries and stuff. Uh, I think I think we're all aware of the general idea. <laughs> Reward them up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I forgot what the point now was. <laughs> You're Just a question me. of do we want it and do we oh, want yeah. public money? The, what are you going to do? Well, $30 million a year for 30 years. You're the which business the guy. What are you going to do? With the amount of money changing hands, that doesn't seem like a lot to have Major League Baseball. And I know there's studies in these that people who don't want it to happen will cite and say, well, you don't get it back. 
And that's Never? true in a lot of cities. Right. Oh, yeah. There's, there's somebody probably posted it at the bottom of this, and if they haven't, they will. All the studies show. I've never gone through the studies. How good is the data in the study? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm like you. I don't have a mind to drill that deep into this. I do think that it's a little different in some cities than it is in others. In a place like Utah, when you're not viewed as a major league or you have a bad rep, can you use sports to change that around and make it sound seem cooler? Yes, I think you can. Sports is that important in our society? How do you measure that? Yes. How do you measure that? What town has become cooler? Salt Lake City. (laughs) People come to town here. They come for the first time. They've heard all the stories. They've heard all the jokes. What are we back to the mayor? We have homosexuals and you can get a beer? I mean, that was her whole speech. At the, oh, at the All-Star, All-Star, at the All-Star that, press is that, conference. That is definition not, of cool? Not, ex- not exactly, <laughs> but is it, when, when people come here, what are they expecting? The side ro- sidewalks roll up at 6 o'clock and all that stuff. And if you come here and you have an experience that you can have in another city, you start to think, well, maybe that place is getting a bad rep. Okay, but who, who's the, who gets to decide the definition of cool? Every individual person who comes <laughs> through town. Yeah, there might but be somebody's to, thinking, oh, but, great, so I can get a beer here, and then I get 10 beers, and then gone, I get in a car, and I plow somebody over. You've gone to jazz games. Is that any different than going to, and you've gone to the NCAA tournament, presumably, at the arena. Is that any different than going to the NCAA tournament or a game anywhere else? I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where you get at. It's not that different here. It's the same thing. Walking down the street to go to a game is like walking down the street and going to a game. Okay, now I know what you're getting at, and then I agree with you. And so I think that having that common experience that a lot of people have is valuable to a place that has a bad rep. I don't know that it's as valuable in fill-in-the-blank city, Los Angeles or San yeah, yeah. I don't know that you can you, – you can't cool I walk, up your town. I walk it's around like, Kansas City and uh, Minneapolis – when I was there traveling for soccer, and I thought their downtowns were dead and were absolutely quiet on the weekend. And I think anybody who'd been walking with me would have thought the same thing. But they have a rep. They've got all these sports teams. Nobody really talks about, man, Minneapolis is pretty quiet. It's Saturday at 1 o'clock. I've been downtown here when it's pretty quiet Saturday at 1 o'clock. See, people, Salt Lake, there's nothing going on. And that's not going to change. Yeah, I've walked around Kansas City and Minnesota. It's, it's gonna, no different. But, it, it's but how, gonna... much, how much are Kansas City and Minnesota viewed different? It's viewed different here, and you, there's this huge elephant right over here, and you don't want to touch. Religion. We've already did. <laughs> and that's we, never going to change. What do you mean not touch? We were just talking about <laughs> ward them up. Yeah, me. <laughs> I mean, that's never going to change. It's, it's always going to be that. You're gonna, sports teams ain't going to change that. That's never going to change. And there's a lot of people who don't want it to change in the first place, and they're that's, darn well happy about it. That's probably true. <laughs> but I do think the town's rep has changed over 20 years and over 40 years. I think living in the town has changed. Right, don't that, you that, think that, it's changed over 30 years that you've lived here? I live out in the burbs. So, yeah. n- no, not really. Not really. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's the same people. Every time we, we have a community event, <laughs> people show up, and then within 15 minutes, the non-Mormons are over there, and the Mormons are over there. <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> it's, the same. it's been the same thing that way for the 30 years. And I've lived in a mile radius the entire time. I moved, this is my second house, and I moved yeah, one no, mile, mile less away. than a mile south. By the same neighborhood. Yeah. And, yeah, so that doesn't mean don't try. I'm all for it. 
It's keep trying to make it better. But what's your definition of cool? There's other people oh, saying, well, that's not cool. That, and I that don't line, want that. And that line changes with every generation. <laughs> yeah. What we thought of our parents, what our kids think of us, what our grandkids. Yeah. And that always changes. But I do think sports gives you something in common with everybody sure. else. And there's no question about it. But I think if you're trying to cool up the town, it's like BYU for the last 13 years. The West Coast Conference really doesn't suck. It really doesn't suck. No, no, no. It's not that bad. Nobody believed it. It sucks. <laughs> it's high school gyms, and you got Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU. And Gonzaga and St. Mary's, their arenas, you could fit them with about 7,000 to spare at the Marriott Center. And that's what it was. Your family likes to go out and eat a lot. Don't you think there's way more places to go out and eat than 30 years ago? Things about everyday life that change. And to a certain degree, even and, though but, they're but, trying but to capture. that's not cool. That's just progression. They'll be in 30 years from now, there'll be more. I've said this a thousand times over. In 15 years, this community is going to look way different than it does today. As it looked way different 15 years ago and, people and 15 years beyond that, that's going to happen whether they have a sports team here or not. I was about to say, and the people who are the sports team think the place will just naturally evolve without building yeah. sports arenas and stadiums. But I'm all for it. I hope they get it. <laughs> the more sports, the better. Whether I'm a hockey fan or not, who cares? Josh, in my opinion, if Ryan wants us to pay for his hobbies, he needs to make us part owners or treat us like the investors we are. Otherwise, man. pay it yourself, Ryan. It's cool, man. If we can just have Taylor Swift here for just a day... I mean, nothing against Nikki Haley, but, man, if I could get Taylor Swift here. Taylor Swift in the baseball stadium. Concert time. You talk about cool. Take me now. (laughs) (laughs) Cam says I'm all for it. Taxes are being raised regardless every single day with nothing of real value to show for it. There should be more of an upcry about nothing coming from our current state taxes. And we're seeing about the investment into our cities. Reinvesting money and resources in your community is not a bad idea. Some might say it even helps generate more revenue and taxes. That's what I'm talking he about. He wants stadiums. Bring it. If it does that, great. I don't know if it does that. That's so far out of my league, man. Not an economist here. I'm just going to go watch a jazz game tonight <laughs> and enjoy uh, college basketball and then wait the countdown for football after the basketball season ends like we do every year. Talk about simple. That's me. That's <laughs> me. Brent, I have no problem with this at all. Heck, the state wastes millions every year on stupid lawsuits. Why not spend the money on something we can all use? Precisely. I, don't, I hate stupid lawsuits. Ryan Smith is worth billions of dollars, Larry says. He wants this. So let's let the man who has the billions pay for it and not raise taxes of folks trying to feed their kids and pay for $4 for a gallon of gas. Yeah. Joshua. Clean up the homeless and revive a bunch of buildings. This would be amazing. Okay, would you be fixing homelessness or would you just be moving people to another neighborhood away from your sports stadiums? I don't know. That's, that's, I would, that's too I would deep probably for me, pick, man. I would probably pick the latter. <laughs> okay. All right. Mitch, I don't really care what they do. I think I'm going to have to move out of Utah and go to Kansas to be able to buy a home anytime soon. Well, and but Kansas is cool. You just told us that. Kansas City. Yeah, but they're right next to it. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas City does sit on the state line. There's Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, like right Missouri. across the street, man. Yeah, across the river. 
Are all the talks of moving the Jazz to the south end of the Valley dead, Garrett asks? I sure hope so. I don't know. Are they? I don't follow it. Uh, it does seem like that has all stopped now. I'm it sure is. it could be revived. If he doesn't get the deal he wants in Salt Lake, huh? what would stop him from uh-huh. going somewhere else? I mean, that's a pretty old story in sports, isn't it? Play one against the other? Teams leaving one. Uh, it's happened a little bit in Phoenix. Reminds me of when I was in college, if you get my drift. <laughs> the uh not everybody not all the arizona teams play in phoenix right they're often other and that's been one thing with the hockey team they go to one city and so then the city that doesn't have it weighs in on the no campaign to shoot down the other city's bid to get yeah, the hockey it was in te- tempe now they're trying mesa right yeah but meanwhile if if you're phoenix or they scottsdale or glendale, glendale. Yeah. you're like yeah yeah we'll help you with the no campaign we don't want them getting a place in uh mesa or tempe right we want them in our place sure so that that's hardly new i mean right. we we know that the lions were downtown and they moved to the pontiac silverdome and now they moved back downtown yes so that kind of stuff happens same thing with the pistons yeah DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Christian must have been enjoying that. Christian Yock would have been yelling at us to go to break. We just blew through that. We're a break behind now. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. This is DJ and PK, Utah's highest rated sports radio morning show for over 20 years. Ridiculously good. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai. Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Join JJ and Alex Friday 3 to 6 for the ninth annual Salt Lake Off-Road and Outdoor Expo at the Mount America Expo Center. Check out cool stuff and get great deals while getting in some off-road land use. Get your tickets at slorex.com. That's S-L-O-R-E-X.com. Kids 12 and under are free. We promised tickets. We'd better do it. Def Leppard. Caller 12-801-575-ZONE wins a pair of tickets to see Def Leppard at the Utah First Credit Union Amphitheater on September 10th. Tickets will be sent via email four to six weeks prior to the show date. You know, all these concert giveaways, PK, this reminds me of you, they all say September 10, 2024. Well, we're in 2024, so when you say September 10th, don't you just assume it's Yeah, but they up? don't read the AP style book. Okay, there's that. <laughs> And then there's you. You've bought stuff on the wrong dates. Do they, does that happen a lot? Do they feel like they really have to uh, spell it out? No. Are the websites confusing that many people? September 10, 2024. September 10th cuts. It would, you would go September 10th if it was 2025. You would mention 2025. Right. So. Yeah. Like uh, like there's no need to say 12 noon. Noon is noon. Noon is noon. Noon is 12. Right. Noon is not 10 or 4. So there you go. It's just simply noon. And we're good. Utah Jazz are in action tonight in Orlando. Do you care to handicap the odds on this game being interesting? Competitive. I'm expecting it to be. Because they're horrified by the last one. They know they can't do that again. That wasn't good enough. Right. Yes, I think they get it. I think they understand. They know they're not in a position to win a bunch of ball games. But they also know what happened the other night sucked. And there's individual personal pride. There's a collective personal pride. There's Will Hardy. It's not like Will Hardy's coaching for his job by any stretch. But at the same time, he's proven nothing. 
Not that he has a whole lot to work with to prove anything. Right. But he wants – he doesn't want that to be. I mean, he's going to be the coach here next year. I get that, and he should be. There's no question about that. Uh, but, you know, this is all a reflection upon everybody, and that wasn't good. That was awful. And now, okay, you got rid of uh, – uh, you went back to Atlanta, and you had your home and tickets and your friends and your emotional – is anybody from Orlando? Did anybody play from Orlando? Are we done with that? <laughs> Can now we concentrate on ball? Joe Ingles is there. Yeah, it's going to be emotional for Clarkson. And that, I don't know if anybody else has left. Right. That's, no, no, Seriously, that's does Joe have another teammate? No, because when we we had him on when they played here, and he said so Clarkson, was, was, the Clarkson? Only, was, okay. was the only guy. Yeah. yeah. I want to make sure I didn't forget someone at the end of the bench. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, he met. There's a lot of ushers and so forth that and the support people that he knew. Yeah. But they're not going to be there tonight. No, nope. it's, no, it's, it's in Orlando. It's in Orlando. Yeah, second of a three-game road trip. And and, and uh, I'm sure for Joe, this reminds him when he was with the Jazz because Orlando's building something. Watching the young guys grow up. Yeah, and they're they're pretty good relative to what they've been. It's definitely a step forward for them. There's, yeah, there's no question. And and so and that if you step back, that's what the Jazz are trying to do. Who would have thought? Let's be like Orlando. You know, you got a Bancaro kid. Yep. The Wagner kid is good. Cole Anthony, I mean, go down the, ro- the roster. I seem like your boy, the herd. He loves to do that, just name people. Uh, but they got a young nucleus with the opportunity to get better. And let's see what they got. And that that's what you're going to have here. They're eighth in the East, but they're only a half game behind the Heat, the Sixers, and the Pacers. So fifth to eighth place is a half game. So Orlando's definitely got something to play for. Avoid the Celtics in the first round. That would be a first thing to start on. Agreed. Miss those guys. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone.